From the concert halls to the juke joints, from churches to festivals in the fields, welcome to another episode of Bill Street Caravan, celebrating the sounds of Memphis and the Mississippi Delta for more than 20 years. Heard around the globe on NPR Worldwide, major funding for Bill Street Caravan is provided by the AutoZone Corporation and Memphis Tourism. Hi, I'm your co-host, Pat Mitchell-Worley. And I'm Kevin Cubbins. This week on Bill Street Caravan, we feature two up-and-coming artists. First, we'll hear from the Suitcase Junket. And then we'll hear from Memphis artist Don Lifted, who's on the program to mark the release of his new studio effort, Contour. Grammy-nominated bluesman Guy Davis will be with us to deliver an installment of the Blues Hall of Fame, an exploration of the lives of the pioneers and innovators enshrined in the Blues Hall of Fame here in Memphis. It's brought to you by the Blues Foundation. All of that's coming up right now on Beale Street Caravan. Hey, Pat. Hello, Kevin. You know, we've had a lot of one-man bands on the program over the years. I think blues kind of lends itself to that sort of raw, stripped-down, gutsy approach. Yes, but I have to say we haven't had many artists like the Suitcase Junket. I agree. So the Suitcase Junket is Matt Lorenz. All by himself, Matt plays guitar, sings, and somehow works his way around a handful of homemade percussion contraptions with his feet. It's just one guy, but I swear it's the biggest sound I've ever heard coming from a solo performer. Yes, Matt is definitely his own thing, and it's really something. The live experience is pretty darn near unforgettable. Matt comes to us from Vermont. Memphis is becoming a regular stop on his tours. And on that note, think about how different touring must be as a one-man band. The economics alone. Like, you don't have to split up the pay at the end of the night. And the logistics, he just says, yes, I can do the gig, and the tour is booked. And when it's time to make a record, you walk into the studio, and you don't even have to say, hey, guys, this is what I want to do. You just do what you want to do. And hopefully someone's just rolling tape, I guess. I think these one-man band guys are really onto something. Here's the suitcase junket live on Beale Street Caravan. I'd never leave your side 
Good, I can't feel a thing. Mm, I got a burst of good, I can't feel a thing. My phone keeps ringing, but the birds stop singing. There's a reason I believe in the dreams and the visions are better than the screens that scroll by fishing for another reason to get mad. Still a burst of good, I can't feel a thing. I got a burst of good.
glasses into a cup and it smelled okay tasted just as strong as an old brocade
That was the Suitcase Junket live on Beale Street Caravan. We'll be back with more music in just a bit. Up next, Grammy-nominated bluesman Guy Davis takes us through the life histories of the pioneers and innovators enshrined in the Blues Hall of Fame. This segment is brought to you by the Blues Foundation and is also available as a standalone podcast through iTunes. This week, we'll learn about the father of the Delta Blues, Charlie Patton. Dockery Plantation spread out like a village. It had everything. Church, school, commissary, post office, train station, cemetery and a moonshiner. Boss Dockery even printed his own money. 2,000 folks lived in the village. Dirt streets stretched past rows of shanties and dead-ended at the quarters. At noontime Saturday, that's where the crap game started. Drinking that moonshine commenced alongside it. The women gambled bad as the men. When darkness came, everyone drifted over to the big boarding house that an old lady ran. In one room, they played Georgia Skin. In another, looked like they fried every catfish out of the Sunflower River. In the big hall was the breakdown. People wrapped up around each other, dancing the shimmy and the slow drag. Charlie Patton played guitar. Charlie tossed the guitar in the air. He played it between his legs. He rode it like a mule. Once he got through clowning, he played until the Peavine train left Dockery's at four in the morning. Charlie walked through the dark. His brogan shoes scraped the dusty gravel. Crickets and cicadas sang thick as cotton. He got in a little before sunrise. On her way to the field, Charlie's mother asked, You going to work today? Charlie said, I done made my money. He said, none of these Dockery dollars either, honey. He wants you to work for it and give it back. Charlie had a point. You couldn't really buy a train ticket to New Orleans with the money Boss Dockery printed. But Annie Patton never stopped hoping her boy would settle down on the farm. Once upon a time, she worried to Charlie's daddy, Bill. I can't do nothing with him, Annie said. I reckon he was called to pick that guitar. Bill said, well, that's all he's going to be because it just worries him to death. Bill had got Charlie his first guitar after he caught Charlie going out the window Saturday night to hear Henry Sloan at the breakdown. Said, I'm going to let him learn at home, because he's going to be slipping off, and I don't want that. Said, if that's his game he want to play, let him learn just like anybody else. It ain't going to hurt him. But Annie was still scared he's going to get killed somewhere. What you want when I root him? Sunday morning, already July hot, Charlie went out under the pecan tree with his guitar. His sister's little children came around. Your mama's gone, Charlie said. Get out there and shake your hips, y'all. And the children waddled and Charlie played the alphabet song. They swung until their mama came out into the yard. Y'all ain't gonna be rascals like Charlie, she said, on his way to hell. That kind of chilled the festivity. But those kids learned their letters. Some of the men started going off to the German war. Mr. Dockery said Uncle Sam would have to leave his best hands alone. He even kept his moonshiner hit. Didn't cover for the runty guitar picker, though. Just before day, Charlie rode the peavine out. He carried his guitar in his hand. His pockets held a fingernail file, comb, and two half pints of Dockery lightning. He brought what money he'd done made. 
It could go and some more had come. Didn't worry. He would need tobacco before long. The train twisted through Renova and Marigold to Mount Bayou. It jolted past green rows in the dust. Charlie never once looked up from his fingernails. The peavine blinked up with the yellow dog. Charlie rode the dog onto Lula. Strolling across the platform, he saw a younger fella playing guitar. Charlie stood there with his case in his hand. The young man stopped strumming and said hello. He spoke with a little hiss and a mild stutter. Said he's Tommy Johnson. You have been to Germany? Charlie asked him. No, sir, Tommy sputtered. Charlie laughed. Out of ease, boy. They'll never make a soldier out of you with that guitar. In the shade of the little station, Charlie commenced the lesson for Tommy. Charlie told Tommy about playing the joints. Keep your head down, boy. I'm telling you, them old women get to shaking them bottoms. Their old mans will kill you in a moment. Tommy laughed. You think I'm lying? Charlie asked Tommy to play his best number. I Tommy played as pretty as Charlie played hard. He sang with a soft, yodeling sound. He finished up and looked at Charlie expectantly. There's too much running together, Charlie said. The guitar's all right, but they got to have words that swing like a wave. It's kind of like putting shingles on a house. Tommy looked down and shook his head. He said, I made more money picking cotton than picking guitar. I don't know nothing about cotton, Charlie replied, and don't want to. He passed Tommy a flat bottle of clear liquid. Tommy took a drink. Charlie took a drink. They sank into warm numbness. It take booze, booze. Carry through. Mm. They decided to sit in a cafe, get some fish or some ham, some cornbread and some speckled beans. Hot sauce, pepper vinegar, and a cold drink of water from a deep well cured anything. Don't give me nothing but fat meat, Charlie said to the waitress. He turned to Tommy and whispered, let the whiskey eat on that. Charlie told Tommy about Red, the fellow who ran a joint edge of town. He don't bother decent people, Charlie said. Tramps who don't have respect for themselves or anyone else. They fool around getting Red's way, Red just shoot them. Tommy's eyes opened wide. That's all, Charlie said, and I confidently think he's right for doing it. Now he's as nice as he can be, other than don't fool with him or get out of line around because he sure will kill you. <laughs> Talking about Red reminded Charlie of Germany again. You can either die trying to live free here, he said, or you can die trying to free someone else over there. Tommy looked startled. Charlie dropped coins on the table and they stood. The cafe screen door slammed behind them. Charlie bought a cigar from the dry goods and marched up the dirt road. He chomped on the cigar and opened the second bottle of lightning. Tommy got a swig. Music is something you gotta burn the midnight oil on, Charlie said. Don't care what kind of teacher you got. Tommy had heard about enough, but he couldn't figure a way to give Charlie the slip out on the big road. They came to a small brick building. The front door was painted the color of blood. 
Here we are, Charlie said. It dawned on Tommy this was the place Charlie told him about. Reds. Tommy gulped down the rest of the lightning. Charlie laughed. Damn if you ain't a soldier, boy. Tommy sputtered. Y yes, sir. It's like I told my mama, Charlie said. We all gonna die somewhere. They stepped inside, and the red door slammed behind them. Thanks for listening to the Blues Hall of Fame podcast, brought to you by the Blues Foundation. The Blues Hall of Fame podcast is produced by Bill Street Caravan for the Blues Foundation, written by Preston Lauterbach and voiced by Guy Davis. For more information on the Blues Foundation, go to blues.org. Street Caravan has been bringing the sounds of Memphis to public radio airwaves for more than 20 years. And now you can see what we've been talking about. Check out our series of digital shorts through our website or go to iListenToMemphis.com. I Listen to Memphis is about Memphis music today, the musicians who make it, and the places and culture that fuel it. Again, it's iListenToMemphis.com. AutoZone is proud to support Bill Street Caravan and many other arts organizations that strengthen the greater Memphis community. Parts are just part of what we do. AutoZone.com. Bill Street Caravan is also supported by awards from Memphis Tourism, Tennessee Arts Commission, Arts Memphis, and Tennessee Tourism. TennesseeVacation.com. The soundtrack of America was made in Tennessee. We're back, and for those of you just tuning in, we heard from the suitcase junket earlier in the program. Now we check in with Memphis artist Don Lifted, who's with us to celebrate the release of his new studio effort, Contour. Don Lifted, a.k.a. Lawrence Matthews, is a creative force of nature. His work crosses all mediums and platforms. It includes music, video, and performance art installations crafted around emotional storytelling and a no-limits production philosophy. Hearing this performance on the radio is one thing, but the live performance with all the visuals is an entirely different animal. But hey, we're radio, so we'll do our best. His music style incorporates rap, alternative rock, and electronic music with emotionally vulnerable storytelling. It's not too often that you hear the words vulnerable and rap in the same sentence, and that's where Don Lifted's music really sets him apart. The experience is totally compelling. It's very personal. It's autobiographical, actually. Life experiences, love and heartbreak. And if you listen closely, you'll hear the sound of a brilliant young artist coming of age in Memphis, Tennessee. 
And much like the artists we featured earlier in today's program, Don Lifted is sort of his own one-man band. Everything you hear is a product of his singular vision. The compositions are all him. The beats, the melodies, the arrangements, the lyrics. The new album is titled Contour. It's available on Spotify, Tidal, and iTunes, so be sure to check that out. Stay tuned, for in a few minutes, we'll be sitting down with Don Lifted to talk about all this and more. Here's Don Lifted live on Bill Street Caravan. Oh, 
same. All my co-workers some lames. Take pride in working them lanes. Take pride in being a slave. My manager mad at my visions. More rules up and hidden in prison. They lucky I'm giving attendance. Pay less than some nigga. I can't keep folding these clothes. I can't keep selling these flows. I can't keep Palmer pretending that this one I'm meant to be. This shit is it for me. They managed me selling for cars. My manager driving the saw. Yo, they say if I quit, I'm a star. Keep working this dumb, I should die. Follow your presence through hard times. 
Contour is out now on streaming. The big three, the big three streaming services. I guess that'd be Apple, uh, Spotify, and Tidal. At least that's my big three. And it's a record about being in love and falling in love. Back when I was in high school, going into college, and it's really pretty in summary. <laughs> Not like my last album, which was pretty heavy and dark and uh, in tone and stuff. But yeah, it's, it's a no, cool record. In music, we're back to a world of singles. When you it's are true. trying to convey an idea and put a whole story together. I mean, imagine if you only listened to one song from The Wall. Yeah. You would miss the whole trip. <laughs> That's the tough thing like about making music now that I have like trouble with. But I've also been learning to let go. Like I let go with contour. Like I was like, man, it don't matter if I like force people. Like with Alero, I like made it so you couldn't buy individual songs and stuff like that. <laughs> And it was just like, it only hurt me in the, yeah. like, it only hurt me because people just didn't hear the record in different ways. Whereas, like, now it's like, it don't matter. Like, with Spotify, Spotify to me is like for playlisting. Mm -hmm. it's, it's like, you can put a record on there, but people are going to find the record that they like. There's not much I can do anymore to control the way that it's digested besides like selling it on CD or like vinyl or something. So, I will do those things for the people who like want that. But in terms of like this digital era, 
I think it's a thing that's like so beyond my control that because I do want people to listen from one to eight, one to eight and everything in between every single time because that's how I digest music still. But like the way that kids are digesting music, they're going on YouTube. There's a ton of kids that haven't heard either album, but will know Take Control of Me or like Murfield or something like that and like haven't heard the album. So it's like, should I be like, man, man, listen to my record or just be like grateful that was something is taking hold of them like on contour i just let go i was just like i'm gonna put this into the world it's not mine anymore the way that people choose to digest it they'll digest it so some people hit me up they like forest hill uh park that's their favorite record some people like pull up some people like poplar pike some people like murfield and i'm just like i'm just glad you like something at this point because you could be listening to nothing and i think after alero i kind of like not it's not even lowering expectations. I started to understand that like I wasn't I wasn't as in control as I thought I was yeah. about the way that this game goes, uh, especially with streaming. It's like a good thing and a bad thing. It's like a double edged sword. So fortunately for you, our mm-hmm. audience base they tend to spend time with the art, whatever mm-hmm. it is. And speaking of that, you are also a visual artist. Yes. Let's jump into that. As a visual artist, how do you stay focused with mm-hmm. one piece? I mean, does it bleed over into what you're creating art-wise? Does the music bleed over into it? I think it's starting to. I think with whatever's next, you'll see it start to bleed. At times it doesn't, but it allows for me to like breathe, I guess a little bit. It helps me with writer's blocks and producer's blocks and like painter's blocks and all these different things. Cause I haven't painted in a long, long time, in a traditional way besides doing murals. So it's like next year I know that I have a big giant mural to finish for uh, organization here. So it's like, while I'm working on that, I'll be like bouncing that energy back and forth. Cause it's two different types of energy. Um, whereas like music creation is very uh, cerebral for me. It's very internal. Uh, very one based, like very singular. And then like, I can exude that energy. And then when I need to branch out and be in these spaces and, and work with other people and curate or deal with something that's physical, whether it be, you know, building a canvas or being up on a lift or, you know, ladders and all these different things to make visual art, I can do that too. So it bounces back and forth to where if I'm tired from this thing, I can go to this thing. And it kind of keeps me not feeling lazy. My next question for you is you're a part of this group in town, mm-hmm. appropriately called The Collective. Hey. And it is one of the most exciting things I've seen in the arts Thank community you. in Memphis in a long time. Thank you. And so I wanted you to sort of explain how the group got together. Mm. So four years ago, I met a young lady who was working at Crosstown Arts uh, named Victoria Jones. She was working in Crosstown. She was seeing a lot of different exhibitions that would come in and out, and she wasn't seeing many people that looked like her coming to see the work, even if it was black work. And she wanted to figure out a way to change the collective consciousness of black people in the city when it came to art. A lot of times, 
growing up black, you're not really told to invest in the arts. You're not told to focus in the arts because you just can't, you know, mm-hmm. in many cases, uh, you just can't. And you're not told to pursue the arts because it's not going to be, it's, you know, you're going to be starving artists, quote unquote, all these other things. So a lot of times people that look like us don't value it. And we digest music because that's, that's us. But in terms of like paintings and photography and all these other things, she wanted to create an audience for that for these black artists. You know, this this city is dang near 70% black. But it's like if you go to art exhibitions, it's not always reflected in the work that's hanging. It's not always reflected in the people who are there to see the art. And we want to change that. And, and the Renaissance is like this kind of corny buzzword at this point. But there is one happening. And I think the collective is a big big part of that um, if not one of the biggest parts of it because we were all creating we were all great but i think since the collective's inception and, and the things that we've been doing everybody's got better everybody is, is creating from a more pure and uh passion-filled place mm-hmm. um to support each other artists from this community that community we're all coming it doesn't matter where you're from it doesn't matter your orientation it doesn't matter your gender it doesn't matter any of that it's about the art and it's about supporting each other and loving each other and creating like a family and i think that's the thing that is is allowing us to last as a musician mm-hmm. when you envision your future what do you see mm-hmm. uh, i think i'm working to get to chilling <laughs> <laughs> Like I'm literally going hard in the paint all through my 20s so I can be chilling in my mid-30s to the rest of forever. Well, thank you for coming in, for chatting with us. Thank you. And um, Dom Lifted in the studio, Bill Street Caravan. We're going to go back now to more music. Got a person I worship more than religion. Got a 
that a person would chase through all the bullshit out of medicine. Full clips, fake friends, eluding. Real friends, I'm losing career paths and choosing. Try to follow my destiny. Temptation is ruling. Temptation is fooling. Outside the choir park, waiting on you. And I know, and I know, and I know, and I know that you hear me. And I know that you hear me I was scared too. Fear losing what it came for. 
I ain't wanna take a drink though, but I ain't never gonna let you go. All the times you told me go home, could've crashed on the way home. All the times I was really alone, all the times I was pressed to go. Take a pill trying to find a zone, and I don't think you know, and I don't think you know, and I don't think you know. 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 Don Lifted live on Bill Street Caravan. You can learn more about Don Lifted at donlifted.com and you can follow him on social media. He's one of my favorite people on social media. Same here. His newest album is called Contour. His website has his previous work as well as digital content that parallels his recordings. Be sure to check it out if you like what you heard this week. And earlier in the show, we heard from the Suitcase Junket. For more information on the Suitcase Junket, a.k.a. Nat Lorenz, go to thesuitcasejunket.com. There's a treasure trove of audio and video. His latest full-length effort is called Piledriver, and it's out on Signature Sounds Recordings. Special thanks to our supporters, AutoZone, Memphis Tourism, Arts Memphis, Tennessee Arts Commission, and Tennessee Tourism for their support in making Bill Street Caravan possible. We'd like to remind our listeners to please show your support for public radio. You won't find programming like this anywhere else. We want to remind our listeners you can find Bill Street Caravan on all social media outlets. Do you love Memphis music? Tell us why and use hashtag IListenToMemphis. Go to our website at BillStreetCaravan.com and sign up for our monthly newsletter to find out where the caravan is going to be next. And you can always keep up with Bill Street Caravan via our podcast that's available through iTunes. We'll be back next week. So until then, I'm Pat Mitchell-Worley. And I'm Kevin Cubbins. You've been listening to the Sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan. Mm-hmm.